You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rockin' with, yo? Who they rockin' with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rockin' with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rockin' with the best. Alright, what up? And welcome back to the pod. I am your host, Robert Zaragoza, a.k.a. The Commish, a.k.a. Big Z, a.k.a. So Big Yet So Sweet, a.k.a. The Latino Bleacher Report. Right here, we have a long-distance call right here from my boy in Spain. Um, we got our guy, Thomas Granado, a.k.a. TG, a.k.a. Big Tom, a.k.a. The Big Fella, 6'10", Tom Granados. Welcome to the pod. What up, man? What happened, Z? How you been, man? Good man. to hear from you. Yeah, man. Good to hear from you. So, so I'm just, um, you know, this is our first long-distance call. I mean, we, we connect through Instagram and the social media and stuff like that, see how you're doing. And um, it was funny. I was I was looking at it, and I was like, what, what happened? Tom's in Spain. How you're, so are you stuck in Spain? Were you were you having a season? How, how are you there? How are you still there? How are you handling things right now during this whole situation? Man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good right now, man. It's uh, I'm blessed at this moment. Uh, luckily, let's see here. Well, how can I take you back here? I've been here since season, since uh, August 2019, late August. Played through the whole season. We had uh, 10 games left. We're in first place uh, practically the entire year. And uh, now <laughs> we're sitting in a pandemic. Uh, probably only three guys left here on the team that were imports come from other countries, etc. Um, all the Spaniards, they, uh, they went back to their towns, so everyone's safe. Um, I'm, I'm playing safe here because, uh, yeah, when I heard this stuff go down, not only did I think about my folks and my family, uh, I thought about my own well-being too right away because of uh, growing up with asthma, and even though I don't really have that anymore as a kid, uh, now being an adult, I didn't want to take any chances whatsoever after hearing about just the, you know, how this coronavirus works, how this, how deadly it is, and how you can be susceptible to it. Yeah, so so you were down there, you guys were in your season, and then how slow or how was the progression of, of the fact of them letting you guys know? Um, was it like pretty quick, like you guys were like, did it hit you, did it blindside you, or did you guys see this coming and you guys just kind of heard rumors? Okay. Personally, I kept an eye on it when I heard about it back in January. Yeah. Didn't think too much of it. I was like, oh, sounds like another, like, like a bird flu or the SARS. It sounds something like that again. Yeah. And then, uh, man, we get, we fast forward into March. Or even, even you can go back into February. You go back into February, you know, we're sitting as teammates. We sit every day, lunch and dinner, you know, practically we're always together. You're, you're with these group of guys for like seven months players you know seven eight months nine months ten months out the year we make playoffs we're talking about this stuff and uh like man you think he's gonna make it this far i'm like who's to say we get to march first week in march we have uh we have a school visit a bunch of kids from madrid because i think that's when they started talking about not they weren't from madrid but they had just talked about closing schools in madrid due to the covid 19 and here we are on via the lid and if you don't know where that's at that's about who i want to say a hour and a half two hours north of madrid so you know you're kind of close to the epicenter of it all but not as close as you think so luckily this all goes down the week of we get a school visit like i said back to what i was saying um we get a school visit of a bunch of like kids age groups from like first all the way to maybe like fifth grade and the whole entire time like 
uh, all the imports were all just thinking to ourselves like man that, that stuff jumped to Madrid like do you think it would be over here we all by the end of the week I kid you not by the end of the week um, we're standing like five five feet away from each other we don't know how to handle this whole thing and sure enough uh, we were supposed to play that Friday against my old team uh, Almanza I played there the last two seasons and that's a couple hours south of Madrid anyway keep backtracking um, we geared up get ready to play for that game Thursday we get told oh it's been suspended you'll play Monday we make it to Friday the day we're supposed to play and we have nothing but a team meeting in the morning regarding the situation now clubs are getting leery players are getting leery they don't want to play by Saturday it was completely dead we cleared out of the lockers no game Monday like it just happened so fast and and when when this went down like um what what were some of the thoughts like was it a, a complete like cancellation shutdown everyone started going home everyone's figuring out the plans how and how as far as like time frame wise was that uh, way before like the like the rudy because for me it was like the rudy gobert thing you know that whole weekend and the whole so was that like way before that or were you kind of like stay where you guys stay on track were you guys way before the u.s oh we were definitely way before the u.s uh, i don't want to say we're about mm, a week and a half to maybe two weeks right before it, it really started popping in, in new york and the rest of the united states so so what is um so you're still on on the team's um like budget right now are you doing this uh, solo um and what are some of the things that that have been going on like um as far as social distancing i know we we're supposed to meet yesterday um and yeah. you were kind of like oh you were out you were out and about and like how's that looking like right now you know what i mean there's a couple of things but sure. but yeah no so like um well the thing it was it's like it all hit fast and you know i initially uh, spoke about we spoke about how the game got suspended until monday right yeah. after that monday we didn't get told anything new Oh, oh, I'm sorry, that Monday came, and then the next thing they told us, oh, we'll reconvene in two weeks. The league has been suspended for two weeks. We'll go from there. We've had one, two, three, four. We've had four imports. Uh, they all went home, back to their families, played it safe. Uh, meanwhile, guys like myself, and uh, I'm, I'm in this house with another with another teammate. Okay. We're split from England, and then I got my other teammate. He's from Chicago. He's staying in another apartment at the team house as well, and they told us, you know, whatever we need, if we need a place to stay, to, you know, they were they were very, um, man, they were very loving about it. They showed us nothing but love so far, and it's been great. But um, all the way up until yesterday, you're only allowed, while you're in lockdown, you're only allowed to go to the pharmacy, go to the grocery store, hospital, or if you're, you're helping others in need that aren't able, like the elderly or just, you know, people that aren't able to, to get food, the necessities that they need, you're able to make runs for them if you're signed up to some program. Um, as of yesterday, well, actually last Sunday, uh, children were uh, allowed to go outside accompanied by adults for an hour a day, starting the fact 26. Starting yesterday, uh, professional athletes, and uh, don't call me direct, but professional athletes and another age group, you're allowed to go outside and work out from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. So all these so, yeah. all these weeks, um, you've been we've been locked up. You've been uh, so 
have you been able have you been able to get any workouts in i mean obviously you're you, i'm sure you, you got some stuff in the in the apartment or or wherever yeah. you guys are staying at um, how are you trying to do that and how difficult is that man uh whew. I was able to cop a jump rope from my, from my teammate. I got an extra jump rope. Just do workouts on YouTube that you see, uh, you know, through your laptop. You're doing yoga. You're trying to do a little hit workouts. You get some push-ups in there, squats. You know, you do all that inside the house, but it's like you can't even do that. Um, you know, I live in a huge sky-rise, like an apartment complex. And the thing is, it's like you can't even go downstairs, stand outside in your apartment complex, like, vicinity, and you can't even jump up. Like, they'll come around, military police was out at one at one point, until, like, yesterday, until things kind of de-escalate. But, uh, you know, they had military police walking the street, um, federal police and city police as well, uh, patrolling all over the neighborhoods. Like, they, they played it really close to the chest, but other than that, it's like you had to stay inside. So... Yeah. So military police is out, so there, there's not too many people defying the stuff. And I mean, that's that's kind of different than, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the stuff down uh, here in California, you know, Huntington Beach, they got people protesting because they're, they're, they're frustrated about being stuck at home and stuff like that. And you guys got the military police over there. So we're definitely seeing a, a couple different trends going on um, the deeper we get into this over here. Uh, what are some differences that, that you may notice uh from spain and the u.s i mean some of them are pretty obvious but yeah when uh when the president speaks you know everyone listens gives her you know gives her point of views whatever but basically when when, when the chief speaks like everyone follows like no one's out here goofing around like oh you know the president may have said that let me go to the beach like no no one's doing that at all like i, I looked at all the coastline just around this country just observing things reading things and they're saying everything's closed tourist attractions all that stuff so with this um, I think it's a three or four phase stage that the, uh, that the president of Spain I think his name is Pedro Sanchez what Pedro Sanchez is implemented along with a team uh, starting yesterday and it's supposed to go all the way down to June 8th is a de-escalation uh, period to where little by little, as long as the numbers of COVID cases decrease or the deaths in, uh, keep decreasing and, and uh, uh, the, uh, the situation just starts de-escalating little by little, we're looking to be back to somewhat of a normal life or the new normality as it's been called by June 8th, somewhere around there. So. So are you are you you're planning to stick it out? You're planning to wait for your season to begin, or are there um, are you still kind of like on the fence of coming back home? Okay, so as of uh, as of this last week, this last Wednesday, we've been told uh, directly by our uh, team president and manager that the from what the Leb, uh, what the Feb, the Fed, uh, the Federation Balancesto, Spanish Federation, and. Anyways, what they have shared with us is that the, the rest of the season is completely canceled for Lep Oro and below Lep Silver, uh, Lep Plata, Eva, Liga Nacional. The only ones that might still be playing, they're trying to work something out, is ACB. And apparently there's some sort of struggle going on with a couple other teams in our league, Lep Oro. Um, and they're trying to dispute who should move up to ACB and who shouldn't. So we're defending our right right now, as far as we know. I know that uh, our club, they're defending their right to uh, 
to try to ascend to ACB because we did end in first and we maintained first the I want to say like 85% of the entire year so we're fighting for that and in the meantime um, I'm just kind of I think we're all just trying to play it safe um, we still keep our distances even even at the grocery store yesterday at the pharmacy we're all everyone's keeping the distance uh, there's markers all over the places at establishments as such where you know they're telling you keep your distance you gotta wear a mask when you're using public transportation train included you know so they have all these things that they're putting in line and, and honestly yeah I'm just trying to find the best window for myself uh, on either when to return or maybe I'll stick it out here for the rest of the summer and see what happens for the remaining season once we get closer to June but as of right now it's just it's more so just about well-being and being smart through it all and if they're telling you to stay in stay in yeah. I wish Paul and Kelly could learn that but you know seeing that from all the way over here I'm just like damn I'm not surprised <laughs> but then I saw Venice Beach and they put sand in the skate park so I was like no way <laughs> We reconnected uh, back when um, when we played um, at the Venice Beach uh, World Basketball Tournament. You know, so I, I I'm not even sure if I remember you at Whittier Christian because I was like, wait, who coached you at Whittier Christian? Was that? Um, yeah. So tell me about tell me about your journey from Whittier Christian uh, to Spain. I mean, you played some JUCO, um, you played college. Um, and then, like you've you've been at a couple of different countries, um, Canada, Spain, Japan, Argentina. So, like, how was that trajectory from, you know, Whittier Christian, and then to where you're at right now? And did you think you would ever get to see all these countries? Man, no, no, never in a million years did I did I ever get to see did I ever get to think that I would uh, see all of what this world has to offer. Um, still blown away by it, even in, even in this moment. I wake up and I'm just wow, basketball, the game of basketball brought me here. So you went with your Christian, then you went Citrus, and then uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, but nah, you, you we, went. We, um, I saw somewhere were you at Hope International for a little bit? Yeah, man. Okay, so um, let's see. I played freshman year with your Christian. I went from a frost off to a varsity. I, even then, I I learned through those trying times. Like I learned. Um, the ideology of just putting in the work and letting the results speak for itself and when you get your opportunity you make it you make it work whether that's the last two minutes of the game because because the coach knows you know you're a uh, you're a lower classman and you know they don't want to put that much trust in you to finally believing in you and helping be a, a part of just a winning culture and just being bringing an impact and being the person that can just hold up their own um I worked my way through through all the way to Christian and up to Hope International. Um, there was a couple of Division One scholarships I had at the time: uh, Portland State, Cal State Northridge, Fullerton. <clears throat> the list went on. There was quite a few, but the thing was, man, it's just I don't think mind met body yet, unfortunately. And I didn't learn. How, I didn't know how to apply myself until I got to college. Um, I got to college, and then I had an opportunity whether or not to go to Hope International. And it got, it got down real close between Fullerton and Northridge. And I was a phone call away from just telling, uh, I think his name was Braswell. Yeah, yeah, Coach Braswell was at, at Northridge at the time. I was a call away from just telling him, all right, let's do this. And I was going to have to redshirt going through that program. But then uh, a buddy of mine, 
really who was attending Hope International, and he was with the basketball program, the whole thing. He really, he called me up and he really persuaded me and he was like, bro, you need to come here. Like, this would only, this is only going to help you, you know, sold the whole thing to me. And sure enough, I did it. But at the same time, though, I had to pass the ACT or the, or the SAT with a specific score. I didn't reach the ACT score and I didn't reach my SAT score. I missed it, just missed it by a long shot, SAT, but missed it by a little ACT. Um, I ended up redshirting my first year at Hope. It was an eye-opener. I never, you know, it's all new to you. You're, you're a pup. You're just wide-eyed, bushy-tailed kind of thing. So, redshirt there. I played my freshman year, which is considered, you know, my redshirt freshman year now. I played there, or my sophomore year. I played my one year there. Um, in the meantime, I was just double-double. But then, uh, they, were, they were doing a whole culture change from athletic director all the way down through the coaches. And, uh, you know, I, had a, I realized I was like, with that much shifting going around, it's like, I don't know if this is the best for me or if I'm going to really develop. So talking with the same friends that convinced me to go here, I started leaning towards Teachers College because uh, in the summer I would just do extra classes and, and, you know, speaking with those friends and they were like, you know, you got to do what's best for you in this moment. We know what we're going to do. And, you know, everyone just kind of just... We all went our, we did what's best for each other, so uh, I jumped out to Citrus. Um, it was funny because the previous summer, I had met Coach Croy at the time. He's now the head coach at uh, Cal Baptist, along with Hardy Esprita, who I loved to death, and the rest of the crew that were all there when I was there back in 2009, uh, 2010 season. But, uh, oh, what was I saying? I, I already had liked Coach Croy because I met him the summer before, uh, just taking some extra classes to want to get off the way. And uh, sure enough, he had like an open door policy. I just, you know, walked in. I shared with him. I was like, yo, I want to be a part of the program. I had no idea what I was getting into, Z. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was going to get me better, but I did not. Uh, I, I, it's like I got blindsided, man. I remember Hardy. Hardy was sitting in a room. You remember Spree? Spree was a great guy. Great guy. He's a hooper. But um, he's sitting there in a the room with Croy. Croy's looking me dead in the eyes. He's reading me. And the spirit's just looking at me and he's like, wanna work out right now? I'm like, yeah, let's, sure, I guess we can. I didn't know what I was getting into. This man just puts me through a ring or a workout, right? Running me up and down the court, then we get into the weight room, lifting all these weights. And I think I still have the video somewhere. I gotta find it so I can send it to you. I'm all out of breath, sitting on the floor, sweat all over the place. And Spree's just filming me and he's like, good you want to get better huh well, this is what it's gonna cost and once i got a, like just a taste of that man once i once i had like an actual like sense of what it like really cost i knew right away i was like i think i'm in the right place and uh you know i played my whole year out times i'd start times i would come off the bench either way we were number one in the state um i think we lost that year though lost by one point to uh, Saddleback. Lost by one point to Saddleback in the uh, the state state final four. We could have went up against, I think, San Diego City College. It would have been a breeze, but Saddleback was the only one that gave us a run. They won by one point, I remember. That was the biggest hard loss. Like, oh, I never felt so much pain in my life. Like, it hurt. It hurt real bad. And I remember feeling like just... 
I was depressed for a couple of days. I could not believe all that work that we put in, and just that just happened. So season ends, and uh, I get an offer from I get an offer from a couple other D1 schools, but then I noticed Concordia, Irvine University, uh, expressed interest. So Chris talked me into this. He's you know we're weighing out my options. He's like, I don't know, you should check out Concordia. I think you might like it. So, so then, so then you played there. You played overseas, but then uh, kind of back to back to the summer stuff. Um, you'd always be back in the summer, uh, and you were, you were playing. In, you'd play in the Drew. How did the Drew uh, help you out? Because I know. You know, obviously the, the college. Anytime you're in college, bro, you you got practice every day, you got the workouts every day. But as soon as you're done with that, that's pretty much you're pretty much on your own, you know. And, and you are, man. And, you are. And if you develop that work ethic, which you know obviously you did, um, you know you had an opportunity to play in the Drew League, which was one of the the, the best summer leagues in, in LA, you know. Um, and it's great run, and it keeps you on your toes because you're playing against. You know, pros from that are home for the summer, and everyone's kind of on the same mind frame. You know, it's not like it's not like any other league around. Um, how many years did you play in the Drew? And I know in in, in twenty eighteen, you guys you guys finally finally hoisted up the the the, the banner. Man, um, well, winning that championship at Concordia taught a lot my senior year. When we won that national championship. I, I learned you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot. About about yourself as a hooper and even just as a winner when you just you learn things for, for someone who just wants to I'm someone who always wants to keep developing myself constantly constantly I, I try my best to do so um, I've been playing in a Drew League since 2008-2009 back when I was closer to like 300 pounds mm-hmm. um, to see what it is now blown away by it um you know, yeah, it, went, it went from the it went like, from that that little small gym at Washington Park, and now they got the yeah. other things, and you know that all the all the media and all that thing. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> growing. You got you got guys uh, mellow ball playing, and all the you know. I mean, they've always played, but I think it's it's a little bit more visible now. Oh, for sure! Shout out to Keon and the homies, Jacob, Kerry, Chach, Chachi Garcia. He knows what it is. Good homies, man. They're good people. Um, took forever to to find it like to find my spot in the Drew and even then I'm still finding it it's just all about adjusting it's like anywhere you go I mean if you're a real hooper you know that not every single season is never the same every season always there's a different there's just a different energy you gotta there's a different overall energy you have to match your personal energy to there's a different amount of work you gotta put in every single year every every single season and that's professional-wise, too. Even when you're getting paid for it, it just, it's always, it's always evolving. It's like a Rubik's Cube. It's always evolving. But contrary to a Rubik's Cube, you'll never get that full color on one side. It's just always shifting. You're always shifting to try to match the colors up. You can say matching the colors up brings you a title. Yeah. I mean, what? I figure out the other side to just get one side. But, man, seeing my progress in a Drew, um... Man, I've got to not playing the whole game at all. To playing all of the game, and even then, every time I step out there, I'm always just trying to do the best that I can, but also not only prove to myself, but you know, prove to others that are watching. Like, yeah, I can hold my own because uh, I've been the person that people overlook. I've been the last on the list. I've been people. I've been the person um, 
I, shit, I was almost 300 pounds at one time when I was younger. But I had to learn how to how to get faster. I had to learn how to eat right, eat the right things. Don't do this, don't do that. There's just a lot of just a lot of things you got to learn. And I, man, as a kid, you're just so raw. And then to what you become now as a man, it's like you start to get it more so in the midst of it all. And, and you hope that now I'm at this point where I feel brain met body. And all you got to hope for now is that body holds on just for a little bit before they all, before you just all brain again. For sure. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I've known you for, for quite some time and I've seen you at the Venice beach. Um, you know, you come through and, and play in the Latino tournaments and, um, you know, that's, that's been something that, that kind of, you know, that's an opportunity, you know, like you said, at the Drew, there's, there's games where you, where you don't, um, when you don't necessarily, you just got to be ready at the Drew, you know, like you, you get, yeah, you get your opportunity. And then, you know, in the Latino tournaments down in Venice beach, you know, those are the places where you can definitely showcase what you can do. And, and, you know, um, you know, you're, you're, I would say in, in nowadays, um, you're a traditional big, um, you know, you're back to the basket, use both hands, you could pop out, hit the, uh, you know, the free throw, you could pop out and, you know, hit the occasional three, stuff like that. But, you know, um, you know, you do play, you do showcase and, and, and it's good to see that. And it's good to see anytime you're, you're able to step on the floor because, you know, you're you're representing all the all the years that you put in all, all that work and i think it's it's cool to see that and and it's cool to see someone you know um from from whittier christian and, and now i'm like you know i'll go to your instagram and it's like you won your first championship um in 18 as well in spain and you were like oh my god it felt so good and you know like What's that old, you know, it's like you've been grinding for so long and, you know, 18 was a good year because you won the Drew Championship and you won the championship. Did, did, is that where the mind, like you said, the mind and the, the body kind of finally uh, met for you as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I think so. I think it was, uh, you know, I think it was God and the universe's way of saying, hey, you've arrived, in essence. Um Back to the citrus thing real quick because I find it kind of trippy and you'll laugh at this. I say this because you know Spree. Yeah. Spree is the one that put in my head, he put the wiring in my head, you know, not only about the getting better and what it's going to take, but he also put the wiring in my head way back then, way back then, like 2000, 2010, somewhere around there, he yeah. said. He's like, hey, what nationality are you? And I was like, well, from what I know, it was just like all my, you know, my ancestry is just all, all from Spain, like mom and dad's side. He's like, you should work on a Spanish passport. I said, why? He was like, trust me, like, it could be beneficial for you because you can end up, you know, one day representing a country and the opportunity here is just, you know, it's just different. And on top of that, you, you might be able to make a life for you, yourself out there and just the culture will be accepting and you could be a man of the, you know, you could be, you'd be a man of the community out here. You'd be surprised, right? And, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt and you're hearing it. And you're just like, yeah, it sounds great. And, you know, as a youth, you're, you're all strung up on NBA, you're strung up on the D-League, all the, you know, all, this, all, all the blinding lights. But I did, the sum that I did hear, I did uh, do remember, and I did hear Spree for what he said. And as years passed, and, and after my f- first year in Japan as a pro, <clears throat> the whole entire time, even when I'm in Japan, amidst a, cult- <laughs> amidst a culture shock uh, of all of that, 
thinking of myself. I gotta get to Spain. 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 Get to Spain. Somehow, some way, I've got to get to Spain. So I play in Japan, and I uh, then I play one month for Solas Mexicali. Mm-hmm. Play for one, for one month for Solas. I do a I do a temp work, and I didn't have anything for the rest of the year. For a moment, I thought it was over, but I stayed positive the whole entire time. I was like, screw that. I'm gonna put my head down. I'm just gonna keep working. I'm gonna keep working. I don't, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I know what I'm capable of doing. I believe in myself. I'm gonna make this shit happen somehow, some way. Sure enough, I get an opportunity to go out to Las Vegas, um, play at a showcase. That showcase uh, got led to an opportunity to play out in Canada. I went to a tryout in Canada. It was like a month. It was a month long um, preseason type of training camp. I made it through all the way through that. Played that year. That's another story within itself. Played the second year in Canada. Then dipped out to Argentina. Love that place, Bahia Blanca, the city of Ginobili. Um, just to see and live the full effect of that Argentina team that won the gold medal back in 04 is just incredible. If you're a part of that, you're a living legend. My respect to you, but the way the whole entire country shows them love is just, it's, it's incredible. Like, that's another story within itself. We go on for days about stories, but my progression here. Played that one year in Argentina, and then the second year, that's where it gets a little shaky. I do uh, I do a one month temp job in um, in first division, then I go back down to second division. It looked like I was going to play out the rest of the year with this team, very well, um, like a historical franchise team, uh, Estudiantes de Oliveira. They're they're you know they're legends down there, but they had a coaching change. With a coaching change means you know they they want the players that they want out there so you know it worked out for the better i remember getting a call um i came home for a christmas break you know you're allowed to do those things came home for christmas break we're sitting i'm with my friends we're sitting on new year's eve about like six hours before the ball drops i get a phone call yo man we had a coaching change um coach wants to go in a different direction all my stuff's over there it's deep and I was I just the whole entire time I was just devastated because I thought things were looking up and things were just it was just you know just gonna smooth out and get better no so I look at my phone and I had a contact in there uh, an agent that I knew of that I met a couple years before that and I realized that he represented out in Spain and I think within a 48 hour window span of being told that I was fired and cut um, within a 48-hour window, I had an opportunity. I was fortunate to have an opportunity of all places out in Spain. So, in essence, it's kind of like a manifest destiny. Uh, I remember I, I go back into Argentina. I kept my stuff, man. <laughs> and, and then I, I think I sat there for like maybe one or two days. We're looking for out to get me over there, but. The window for them didn't wouldn't open until like late January. But luckily, you know, it didn't even matter. Those details didn't even matter. I found a way. I went from Argentina to Brazil, from Brazil to Portugal, from Portugal to finally of all places, Bay. And uh, I played 15, 14 or 15 games. I played out the remainder season in EBA. Uh, I think that was third division, fourth division. Yeah, it's fourth division. I'm sorry. In EBA in EBA, um, and we won a championship. 
my first professional championship. And, uh, and then, yeah, I come home that summer and we won the friggin' Drew. And we played again. We played in front of the Mamba. Yeah. We played in front of the Mamba. That, uh, that one really hurt. Yeah, where, where were you um, when you got news on that? It was a Sunday out here. It was around 8, 9 o'clock. And I was just, uh, we were just grabbing a drink with some teammates and uh, we were playing Uno because that's just like our thing we like to do. We play Uno's on bus rides, on everything. We just love, love competing, love having fun, talking shit. And then uh, I got a text from my, my homie in Almanza and he's telling was it true? I said, what? like, Kobe. You've been talking about it right now, man. I, I get real sad and I get chills about it because it's just so damn surreal. And I couldn't even believe what had happened. And I was in shock. I called my dad right away. I was like, yo, Pop, is it true? Because, you know, you live in Cali. And I couldn't find anything out here. And sure enough, it just started popping up within the hour. And I was like, no way. I was blown away, man. Um, I have not. Yeah. Um, the whole world's in shock, man. I haven't made a post about it. I haven't done any of those things. Because, you know, I just, I'm wired different. But, man, talking about it right now, that shit still hurts. Um, that man's a legend, and all I can think about, even to this day, I can think about it, and I'll say it right here, and right now, I don't really give a shit. Um, I didn't play that game. That game we won. Uh, at the Drew, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't I didn't play it. I didn't play a single second in that game. A lot of mixed emotions when you think about those things. Yeah. All I got to do was the warm-ups in front of Kobe. But, um, you know, that shit still bugs, but even through it all, even when that happened, we won that, and just not even being able to play on it, man, it's just like, that lit a fire, that lit a fire into me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's still going. We'll see where it goes. I can't, I I may have manifest making team, win two back-to-back -back titles, or be a part of winning two back-to-back -back titles, because I didn't do that on my own. It took a whole team. Yeah. What Bobby Harris from Jersey, who's the other import, we ran that thing. We owned it, along with our teammates here in Spain and from all over. I mean, that was a group effort, especially that one, that last one last year, winning in silver. But man, yeah, that just—I think you could say in a way that's that's where the fire led to me, and then the fire led to getting an offer to play here now. Um, and that's what, and, and that's what it is, man. I think I think you you did say it. You know, you're everyone's wired different. I mean, everyone thinks that they could play overseas or everyone thinks like Mexico's a breeze or or if I can only do this like it's it's the work it's the groundwork that you put all those years I mean uh, you're you're telling me like oh in 08 and 08 and a lot of these things didn't manifest until you know 15 16 17 you know we're in 2020 now and I think it's just a testament to the to the work that the groundwork that you put in, you know, and, and like you said, as long as your your body is able, you know, you're going to hoop. And as long as there's an opportunity, you're going to put yourself out there. And I think that's all it is, man. I think that's that's what professional basketball is. And I think some people um, don't see that. Um, some people think, oh, why is, you know, you know, Tom, you know, someone would probably say, oh, it's because you're 6'10", bro. No, it's like. No, man, it don't work like that. It doesn't work yeah, like that, for it sure. Work, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that whatsoever. You know, there's a lot of these dudes. I mean, we've seen the game evolve. 
you see, you've seen me evolve uh, to what I am now, but I mean, you see what these guys are doing now, it's, it's all about, you know, it's all about, st- I mean, it's always been about status, so I guess you could say, fight into the sense of, you know, is there a camera crew at the game? Do you have X amount of likes? You know, are your shorts high enough to where your balls are dropping out, basically? <laughs> you know, all that stuff, you know, it's just, it's it's nuts, man. And uh, it's just, we got to find a way to keep the game intact because when, even when Kobe said, he, he said this a couple of years back, he said, you know, Team USA, they're going to, like our youth is going to suffer eventually when we play in another Olympics, one way or another, because we don't focus on the details. I can attest to that. 100% because I visually saw when I was in Argentina I visually saw those kids putting in work in every single day they had kids from the ages of like I want to say 8 all the way to 16 they're all working on the details you know, I mean when I say details man it's just how can I explain that you know they're dribbling with their left the nuances as much as they are with yeah the nuance of it all they're dribbling with their left hand as much as they're supposed to with the right hand oh and that's and that's what it is man it's the it's the details it's the nuances and I think you've you've um you've you've gotten to that point and I think it's it's cool to see you know it's cool to see you in the summer it's cool to see you know um you doing all these things and and anytime I, I see you it's 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 a big hug it's like what's up oh hell yeah it's love man it's, it's love always all the love time. and I think and I think that's that's the way it should be you know you put in work you put in the grind you come home and then you go back to work you know and yeah. and the thing is it's like you know people want to just um you know they want to celebrate and they want to you know like celebrate when it's all done you know and I think maybe absolutely I think that was one of the the things that that I didn't realize as a maybe as a as a collegiate even as a pro coach you know you know I got a chip and 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 it was like oh my god nah there's another season around the way and I think some, some people don't see it like that and and you know and then eventually what you end up doing is you end up chasing that that one thing that you had grasped that one time and you continue chasing it until it's until you either figure it out when you catch up to it or or it, or it slips away and i think you've done a great job of like not stopping chasing that and, and you know striving for that and and advocating for yourself and making calling agents and shit like that you know so it's that's good to see tom and it's good to see you out in spain bro um, it's good to see that you're safe, you know, and, um, you know, I appreciate you for coming on, man. These are, these are cool stories, you know, and, and we can, we can probably chop it up in regards to like other things going on, but you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, as soon as I found out you were in Spain, I was like, oh shit, I hope, I hope he's doing okay. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the basketball wise is, is, you know, you're out there because of basketball. And I was like, man, I hope he's okay. And, you know, I think I appreciate you for coming on, bro. No, I appreciate you for having me, man. I remember when you announced this, what, you started this about a year ago? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been doing it for a little bit Ch- off and on, Ch- off and on, yeah. Yeah, I was at Chapa. I was with Chapa in Vegas. We're at the Latino tournament out in Vegas. And he's uh, like, yeah, so he's got a podcast. I'm like, what? And all the time I'm thinking to myself, I was like, oh, man, I, I wonder. I wonder if I'll be, ever be interesting to, for Zephyr to put me on, man, because I would love to tell my story. Yeah. And to share with others and, and the kids out there that need to listen to this and hear this. I mean, you know, we didn't really brush over details, and I don't really care about that. But anytime you ever want me on again, bro, 
I'm all for it. And the crazy part is, I haven't seen your ass since we since we uh, we got close to winning that shoot the rock uh, out in Venice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. That was um, uh, Venice. Was a, Venice is a whole different ball game, bro. That's yeah, it's, it's a brutal sport. No, not knocking on that, but that's a, that's brutal out there. If you can if you can win one out there, that means you're you. You're coming out with scratches, uh, you know, stitches probably, and oh, bro, we were gunning for it. Remember that? Yeah, we yeah, we we were one way, we were one away from the championship, so we we were right there. Uh, we're on the cusp of it, uh, but yeah, Tom, big Tom Granado, uh, good looking out, bro. Appreciate you for coming on the podcast. You know, we're always rocking with the best, and we're rocking with big Tom Granado. Good luck to you, bro. Good Good luck, baby. Thank you. All love. love. Yes, sir. All love. All basketball. Pura raza. Big time. Canados. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, we out. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. Come from the wood. Yes. You're now rocking with the best. Yeah, we out.